three friends, all attending Yale University, Matt, Andre, and Bennett, found themselves with a problem to solve. Late one night, sophomore year, Matt um, walked out of a coffee shop with a coffee and a granola bar, having paid too much for it, and um, didn't give him a great energy boost. It kind of left him feeling jittery and um, still like hungry and searching for a healthy and delicious way to get um, energy. So he asked, um, or he pitched the idea to me and Andre that there should be a better way for folks to get energy in their day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. And we got to work in our um, dorm room kitchens making all sorts of caffeinated foods. Um, and we really settled on um, an energy bar with 90 calories and um, a shot of espresso's worth of or, uh, caffeine from organic green tea. Um, and this kind of had a better energy effect than anything else we had felt before. They tasted delicious. Um, and so we decided to start passing them out to friends, seeing what they thought of them. The momentum kind of went from there. We rented out a local bakery at night um, and would sell energy bars during the day in between classes. And then we realized we had uh, sort of tapped into something and um, then decided to launch an online business. So these guys jumped in head first to their concept. So they must have been business majors, right? We weren't business majors. Um, in fact, Matt wanted to go to med school. Andre was going to be a, um, gonna work at a tech company, and I wanted to go to law school. And that's one thing I love about business. You have people planning on going to different fields, going into work for different companies, and then find themselves with a problem that they know deep down that they can solve. And then they do it. They solve it. And they find out that those around them also realize that they had that problem as well. So they decided to shift their sights and their work lives to solving this problem. Now, a small energy bar with an espresso shot of caffeine in it, what would be a good name for that? You can go off of where the energy comes from, or how low in calories it is, or how long it lasts. You can go many routes. But first, let me introduce who we're talking to. Hi, I'm Bennett. I'm a co-founder of Verb Energy. Um, We make caffeinated energy products and sell them um, right to people online and over text. Verb. One of the most important words in the English language. When you hear or see the word verb, it doesn't immediately trigger the idea of a company. The word is so entwined with its meaning. So how does one shift it to their product? This is the question that made me start this series on trademark strength because I became so interested in our next strength, arbitrary mark. I'm James Darty, and this is Name Changers. So um, actually, it's funny, the story um, behind Verbs, we had a long list of uh, names that we were testing out, and someone suggested, I can't even remember who it was, someone suggested Verb, like V-E-R-V-E, like Mm -hmm. with enthusiasm and with energy, Mm -hmm. and someone misheard them, and they were like, oh, Verb, that'd be funny, like part of speech, Um, that would be pretty funny. We're like, actually, like, that's a really good idea, because... Um, We wanted to give people the energy so that they could do whatever verbs it was that um, made them kind of who they are. So um, you could eat the bars before you went on a workout, went for a workout, went on a run, studied, worked, wake up in the morning, whatever it may be. Um, This could provide the energy for it. So it kind of gave us our brand mission of providing the energy behind every verb. And that kind of led to to our So for their company, there's a connection. The bar gives you energy to perform whatever verb you would like to do. But let's think about other names, names that have no connection at all. Now, the idea behind that is the company picks some random word in the English language, or to be honest, it could be Spanish, Italian, Russian, whatever. 
any spoken language. They picked some random word and put it with their goods or services. And it, that, that particular word has nothing to do, or at least very little to do with the actual goods or services. Apple computers, because, and if you think about it, there's a number of reasons why Apple computers ended up choosing to be called Apple computers if you've seen the countless, countless documentaries about Steve Jobs. With that in mind, uh, one of the nice things about using Apple in the context of computers is no other computer hardware or software company is ever going to need to use the term Apple to describe what they're selling. And that's the key here, using a word that no other company in the space needs to use. And because of that, the word is yours to do with what you please. And also, it makes it very strong. Arbitrary is very strong. And it's because, going back to what we talked about with suggestiveness, not only is there going to be a mental pause by the consumer, there's going to be a full-fledged mental stop. When you see Apple, you don't automatically think, Computers, well, you might in today's society, but back in the 1970s when Apple was first starting out, you wouldn't automatically think computer. You'd think the fruit that you pluck from a tree. We then talked about Blue Microphones, which is the company that made one of the microphones we were using. Generally, when you think Blue, especially if you're not in the music or podcast or recording industry at all, you're not going to think a high-quality microphone. You're going to think the color. So when you see the term Blue on the packaging for a microphone, you're automatically going to recognize it as, oh, that must be the company that's providing this. And that, that's why arbitrary marks are so inherently strong is because of that full-fledged mental stop that consumers are doing when they see the brand name. That mental stop. Back in the episode where we talked about suggested marks, we talked about a mental pause. But here we have a straight up stop. So I find arbitrary marks so interesting because the company has to take this commonly used word, sometimes so common, like Hello Toothpaste or Purple Mattresses or these other countless companies that are named after colors, and they have to essentially re-educate their customer to now think of their company along with the word's original meaning. And that's not an easy task. It takes a lot of strong marketing efforts, especially in today's day and age. So, I mean, this is what I think. And uh, so like on Instagram, like if you're, you know, you have two seconds to catch someone's eye. And if you're scrolling and someone's name is um, Towel, but it's a, you know, a tech company that specializes in getting you eat, well, I guess scooters now are the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a new tech company that gets you, a, you know, electron, electric scooter. You're not going to see Towel and think scooter. So at first it's tough to really make them understand what it is you're selling. And, and see, that's what's interesting is, to an extent, it comes down to choosing the right word. So you might not think towel when, or you might not think scooters with towel, but the company Bird and the company Lime have been able to do that endlessly, and Birds and Limes have nothing to do with scooters. It all comes down to, and this is where we get out of my realm of expertise, it all comes down to marketing. It all comes down to choosing the right word, choosing the right arbitrary mark, and marketing it well enough that consumers will automatically make that connection, exactly. or they begin to automatically make it. So is this a good idea for your company? Again, it all depends. 
You can take any word in spoken language and apply it to your brand in whatever way you see fit. And you can have fun with it. Look at Liberty Mutual. They film all their commercials in front of the Statue of Liberty. Or purple mattresses heavily use that color in their ads. So it's not just a name, it's an aesthetic. However, one of the bigger problems can be SEO, search engine optimization, which is where your company stands on an internet search. If you simply search for the word verb, Bennett's company is not going to come up on the first page. And that is why the second word in these names are so important. The identifier. Apple computers. Blue microphones. Verb energy. You're identifying what industry the company is in. So when I search verb energy online, Bennett comes right up. Uh, it was a little bit more of the let's do it. Like we yeah. wanted something that fit and something that um, excited us. Um, and so far, folks have really loved, I think, the name Bird Bars kind of had a nice ring to it. Um, folks liked the concepts behind the name. Um, with any name, there's kind of always difficulty in you know, SEO and like making sure that For folks sure. can find you online. Um, but it's memorable. Um, folks can kind of remember where it came from. And um, we really loved it. So <laughs> we wanted to make it work. Gotcha. So now we're going to go to our final strength, playfully named Fanciful Mark. And we'll talk about that next time. Name Changers is made in association with Namestormers, a naming agency in Austin, Texas. You can find out more about them at namestormers.com. Special thanks this week to the guys at Verb, Matt, Andre, and Bennett, and our good friend Chris Roden. I'm James Darty. We'll see you next time.